Welcome to the Table of Life. Hi, my name is Chef Kirsten Helly Sandoval, and I'm the founder of Mesa de Vida. For my new friends, I'll take a second to give you a reason behind the show, as well as give a disclaimer that cussing may occur, just in case you have any sensitive ears listening. I've been a private chef for professional athletes on the Food Network, the cover of Women's Day magazine, and I'm now the CEO of a food and lifestyle brand. I set out to create a healthy new family legacy after becoming a mom in my mid-20s, accidentally losing over 100 pounds, and I can honestly say that healthy food changed my life and it has completely changed the course of my journey. Food is nourishment, but it is also the cornerstone for nurturing family, culture, community, and tradition. The table is where life happens, memories are made, stories are shared, values are passed on, and the place where many friendships are forged. I want to share the stories of women in food that inspire me, healthy cooking tips and recipes, journeys through health, wellness, and a glimpse into the life of a foodpreneur and or mompreneurs just like myself. Most importantly, I want to extend a seat at our table to you, so pull up a chair and join us. If you'd like to watch the live stream recordings of these podcasts, see the recipe action and more, head to facebook.com slash Mesa DeVita and click on videos. Also, I record these sessions every Thursday and would love to have you join in live to ask questions and be a part of the conversation. Since these sessions are recorded live, you're going to hear the sizzling, popping, and sometimes the fizzing of the bubbles as we make mimosas. So let's dig into the deliciousness at the table of life. Okay, so Amanda and co-founder of New Flowers, Mm -hmm. and so tell us what New Flowers is. New Flowers is a certified gluten-free facility located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood, where we do, um, we have a cafe, a brick and mortar, and we do wholesale and weddings and special events. Very cool. Very cool. And um, gosh, I discovered New Flowers, I think I saw you at Seattle, or Taste Washington, or one of the Mm -hmm. food shows. Was it Taste? Were you there? Um, We were uh, at Taste a few years ago, but then uh, Bite, maybe? Okay. I think it was Taste. It was a long time. It was a while ago. And um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was you that was there, because um, as a chef, I work with a lot of clients that have gluten-free needs and I myself try to like I feel better when I avoid gluten mm-hmm. and um, so it was interesting to try everything and to see it was like kind of new back then it was yeah. a new thing that I had discovered and I was in the food world and so it was really cool so tell me about that um, kind of how that came to be how did you get this start yeah so um, back in 2011 I was diagnosed with celiac disease oh. so it really started um, my thought and transition towards what I was putting in my body mm-hmm. and um, basically just started working on a business plan um, learning how to eat gluten-free yeah. in the city back then was a little bit more challenging than it is today thankfully it's coming around right so much yeah. more awareness about it totally and um, you know and I had already transitioned a little bit since 2007 so okay. the final diagnosis was until 2011 but um, it was very interesting back then to go through um, the learning curve yeah. of being gluten-free and um, exposing myself to it and learning and um, recovering. And yeah. then um, I was in the process of finding, you know, some of those comfort foods. Like, okay. I grew up in the Midwest. Oh, okay. And the things that I think of, like, when I'm sick, I want grilled cheese and tomato soup. <laughs> Terrible as yeah. that sounds. Oh, that's great. I wanted gluten-free bread. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, 
there were a lot of very starchy gluten-free breads yes. or the frozen rice one. Um, after my diagnosis, I went into Whole Foods and I bought about $300 worth of products. Literally everything that said gluten-free, I bought. Yes. And most of it I threw away. Uh, yes. That along with going to a few of the local bakeries, which I loved doing, um, I discovered that um, they also had niches that not necessarily I needed okay. to be. So like, um, there's a lot of power in eggs <laughs> when it comes to gluten-free sure. as a binder. Mm -hmm. um, so really we set out with New Flowers to have the base be a gluten-free bakery. Okay. And then if we can substitute and or change and make products adaptable to other intolerances like dairy okay which is one of mine egg egg free dairy free vegan um, and now paleo yeah. and sugar-free options so we do explore those but our base is to make sure that everything that is in this facility is gluten-free okay and then above and beyond that we we try got it okay good I like that you have that because somebody I mean, there's a lot that want it all, and it's hard to do that. It's so hard, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just gluten-free, that's a huge need. Do you know what the market is on that right now? Like, what is the percentage of people that are actually, that have celiac, and also people who are learning that, you know, gluten causes all kinds of inflammation and things like that, so. Yeah, they say um, one in 20 people have a gluten intolerance okay. or a wheat sensitivity. Okay. Um, so that's a huge market. Yes. Um, but then celiacs, um, it's about one in a hundred people. Wow. For, wow. Um, it's estimated three million people in the U.S. Oh my so. goodness. Does it, and let me know if any of you have uh, gluten issues as well. So what brought you to that, that, um, diagnosis? Like what was going on with you that? I had spent my whole life, even childhood being sick. This is why I hear from um, so many. Yeah. yeah. So I was, um, um, or I was uh, told that maybe as a child I was super stressed out, so I was um, told to drink a little bit of wine each night oh. before I go to bed. For the probiotics? <laughs> no, or, oh, um, just for ulcers or oh, like just to calm me down. Oh, wow. So it was like, um, <laughs> and, I, and to this day I still love red wine, yeah, so yeah, that worked <laughs> in some capacity. Um, <laughs> But it was, um, you know, multiple different things like inflammation in my head and my ears and um, lots of ear issues, skin issues, wow. um, eczema, um, and then stomach issues. So eczema, stomach issues, those are a lot of them that I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah, had you taken a test before that told you you did not have a gluten issue? I have, um, yeah, so I've taken I heard that a lot. two different tests. Yeah. Yep. So the first one in 2007 was um, when I first went on the anti-inflammatory diet and really started um, taking out anything that caused all this inflammation because I was tired and all, you know, just tired of being sick. Yeah. So I went to a naturopath and um, through the, her guidance, I eliminated a lot of things from my diet. And at that time we took a celiac blood oh. test and it came out negative yeah. but then like a lot of people um the antibodies were there okay. so it wasn't in 2000 until about 2011 when i um got exposed okay. to gluten again got that i got a real colonoscopy and tested yeah. it and then i came back wow and for those who might not know who are listening um what exactly does celiac, having celiac disease mean so um it's uh celia in your gut okay so, like 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 that kind of, mm -hmm. um, the gluten protein attacks them and essentially makes it where they don't 
um, absorb nutrients. Okay. So that's that, the easiest that's way to talk about That's why you get sick. That's why that's a lot of people yeah. have that, and I've had that um, experience with a lot of my clients. So that's so sad. And there's yeah. also, um, you know, there's also silent celiac where people don't get sick, but they are damaging themselves. Yeah. So really um, making sure that you're paying attention to your body and the other symptoms, like skin. Yeah. Skin's the last um, way of the body, like pushing out anything that it wasn't able oh, wow. to get rid of. So that's the where organ, a lot of, right? yeah, yeah mm-hmm. where a lot of skin issues would come Interesting. From. Oh my goodness. So you were like, I need to have safe food that actually tastes good. And now what was, what did you do before this? What brought you, you were just like, okay, I'm going <laughs> in the food business. Yeah. So I started um, my career in Seattle um, doing public relations and marketing. Oh, okay. uh, And mostly oh, in the cool. entertainment field. So I've worked with artists and musicians and um, live theater and movies my entire oh, career. So that fun. was about 10 years. Um, and then it was the diagnosis that really got me pushed into the food business where I was like, I knew that I had the idea of a bakery. Mm-hmm. What I wanted is what Seattle wanted. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, that it has savory options, that it has so much more than just a few options. Yeah, yeah. That it's a really like a gluten-free mecca that mm-hmm. has, like, all the savory things, our breads, you know, sandwich bread, so I can have my mac and cheese, or my uh, um, grilled cheese, cheese and tomato soup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, comfort food. Yeah, <laughs> of those comforty things. Yeah. And now we do things like tiramisu and really? um yeah you make a gluten-free ladyfinger ish yes. sort of thing oh my goodness yes. wow brilliant it brilliant. is so good so cool yeah so you get this idea you have a business plan you're like okay this is we're gonna rock it and stuff how do you go about that what the heck I mean I, I've heard her story she spoke at Seattle uh startup week are you you headed up some of the some of the talks and um was, what was the technical name for what you did the with Danny Cohen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You facilitated them, so they were great. So we got to hear a little bit about you, but not a lot because I you, you weren't on the panel. So um, please share kind of right. how it started. Yeah. So I was working on a business plan for oh, a good couple of years okay. before I really. Um, what I realized during that process was that I needed a business partner. Yes. In order to completely fulfill my vision. My vision is that New Flowers is a global community of people. Fantastic. So it is big um, and it's scalable and yes. it goes everywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I didn't want to do that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, yeah. with the focus on community, um, that internal community, having a business partner helps balance some of the pressures. So um, at the same time that I was starting to outreach for a business partner, um, I tweeted to Gluten Free Girl, um, hey, I want to open a bakery in Capitol Hill. Do you know anyone who wants to go into business? And and she had just moved to Vashon, so, um, and had a child, I believe, at the time. Um, And she retweeted my tweet. Oh, nice. And I got a handful of people who, to interview. Right. So I interviewed them, and we went through the process of like, oh, is this going to be a good fit? Um, that's where I met my co-founder, Phoebe Rossi, okay. who had already started a business that was very similar to what I envisioned. Oh. So she had been at farmer's markets for a year and um, had a handful of um, products that were really well received. Okay. And 
um, she was just that much further in the product development than I was. I mean, good balance, my, right? <laughs> my first loaf of bread, I tell people this story a lot. My first loaf of bread, like, literally could have broke a window. Yeah, has anybody made gluten-free bread? <laughs> oh, man. It was like 25 pounds, and I, and I, and I cried oh. because it was like, I, I had done a bunch of recipe testing, recipe testing, recipe testing, and then it was like the one. I was like, this is the one. Oh, no. And then it came out of the oven, and it was like a brick. Yeah. Like, no. There, there is I, such a science to gluten-free bread. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a lot of work goes into it. And um, some past colleagues that I have are really, they love telling the stories of the crazy uh, first um, cupcakes and things like that that I so bring like, to the you're office. You're a baker. Like, <laughs> what are you <laughs> Or I'd bring them to like my doctor's and oh. <laughs> my doctor appointment or whatever. Here, That's try this. It's like great to no, hear. No, they were terrible. So you were like that side of the business, more the business side of it. Yeah. She had the recipes, and you were like, "Let's go for it." Yes. So, um, and oh. the back end, Phoebe is great with numbers. Oh, she's nice. really um, great to have on your yeah, and. Um, um, you know, I'm more like um, the business yeah. side. Um, you know, I know how to do everything in the bakery now. Sure. Um, and I can, but cr- the creation part of it is not where my brain's at. Okay. That's too detail oriented for uh-huh. me. I'm, yeah, I cry. <laughs> That's nice to have a co founder that can help you with that. Yes, then. And yes. you're actually in here like baking a lot of the times, right? I am. Yeah. Yes. So I, I can bake all of our breads, all of our, all of our wow. products. I can bake. It's just, um, Wow. So you, you have this business plan, you have a partner, and you're like, we've got to find a location. So Right. So we met um, in 2012, and okay. then we ended up merging our businesses. Okay. And um, it was another year or so before we um, started looking for a location. Okay. So we, at the end of the day, what ended up happening was that we I quit my corporate job about a year after we met. So she was working... Uh, farmers markets and starting to develop wholesale and doing some weddings and stuff and we had hired uh, an employee okay and then I was coming in and doing farmers markets on the weekend and doing some of the business development in the background you know the the marketing side getting the website up and you know doing all that stuff um, ready for us to like go into the next step and what I wanted to do was quit my job, you know, way earlier. But sure. Yep. I'm right there with small, you. <laughs> small small food going. business. Chef and business. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. But so I ended up, uh, it was a little bit over a year, I believe, um, when I quit my job. I think I'm up to, I, I just passed my five year. Wow. Um, away from oh a real gosh. job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I left that job, we had two full-time owners and a full-time employee. So we really went um, So we added up to seven farmer's markets. So every, there was one day a week that year where my car didn't have farmer's market gear in it. It was really hard. Um, we were also delivering our own wholesale yep. up until about a year ago. So wow. wholesale boxes in my Hyundai Accent. Yep. Um, hatchback <laughs> where I fold the seats down and like have boxes stacked oh and run around town at between four th- four thirty in the morning and wow. you know noon. Wow, you guys, this is such a great thing to it's share. Crazy. People don't know that when you just. I mean, I've been on the one side of it where I just like go into the farmers markets and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful and romantic. I love this whole thing and it's great. But the work that goes into farmers markets, to being a vendor there, and like she said, they weren't just like they're doing the one farmers market, they're building a business. This is where you start to get, um, you know, 
market <laughs> advice and um, see who your customers are and get um, established that your brand is you know having some traction mm -hmm. so really pay attention to that and when you do go to your farmers markets really you know try to support them um, share their information go on their social media and share that because this is what now look at like <laughs> so now you guys have this great location. How did, I heard the story about how you found this particular location and what was it? It was kind of, it's a kind of a cool story. Um, yeah, so we had been looking for almost a year for oh, a space. Wow. And we had partnered, um, when you see vacant um, spaces around town, you'll see this name, Laura Miller. Okay. She is like the queen of spaces for food industry. And we had been working with her over time and looking at these different places. And in the back of my head, yeah. I always wanted Capitol Hill. Yes. And I wanted a family-owned building. Oh, good. And I knew that that would be really hard to do both of those things at the same time. Sure. So, you know, as someone that needs to be open yep. to wherever it is, we looked at Wallingford, we looked at um, uh, Madrona and all these different areas. And um, down, like, Pike, Pike, uh, Pike and uh, Boren oh, wow. area, like, yeah. yeah, all over the place. Yeah. And each time we got just a little bit further in the process. So okay. it was really great to learn, like, you know, and when we when we first started, we made up our numbers. Uh -huh. Like we were like, because yeah. the landlords want to know where are they going to get, where are you going to get the funding? How are you going to be able to um, build this out? Yeah. Um, you know, capital, but then also. Uh, what are you going to have on your menus yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Made it up. Literally made it up. But by the time we got through, we, I think we went through the process three times with different landlords. And each time we learned the next step of the That's process. So, so that by the time we found this place, we were ready. Oh and gosh. everything was real. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what? It wasn't I, made up anymore. I hear that a lot <laughs> from those of us in, the, well, a lot of industries, but especially the food industry. You can do all the research you want. So you just have to do. Like, you get going, you do it, and then it happens. And then you learn each time, and you're going to fail, and you're going to fail. but Or, you know, have a disappointment or whatever, like we were talking earlier about things. But each time you learn something else. So... Right. This then. And then we yeah. found this, which was in Capitol Hill. Yes. And the building is owned by a 101-year-old woman <laughs> who worked in the bakery in the 30s. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, it is so cool. exactly what we had wanted. Um, so, yeah, Fantastic. I'm grateful. Oh, that's great. And you guys aren't just like, a, you know, a, a cafe or a bakery along the street. And you're really creating community within your walls, I've noticed. And also, you're becoming part of the community that's here. So... What do you guys do to facilitate that? What are you What are you bringing in? What are you creating inside these walls? And also, how is it extending outside? Yeah. So what, um, when we bring on new team members, we really look for a cultural fit, mm -hmm. um, somebody that's really going to be able to take um, what we teach them and run with it. We need entrepreneurial mindsets so in order for them smart. to succeed. Here. Yes. Great. Um, because being in food business and fast-paced small food business. And that's in fast-paced growth. We need people that will latch on and, and um, take that information and run with it and really do their job. And we, we create, what we try to do is create leaders here. Yeah, that's um, Inside of our bakery. Yeah. We have people um, who have started their own food businesses who work with us um, part-time and then do yeah. their own food businesses on the side. Yeah. Um, my co-founder and I 
mentor them through that entire process from the very beginning on where to source, how to price, your marketing, um, you know, brand development, all of that stuff. So um, what we want to see is people move up and out of New Flowers into what really is their passion in life and I know that it's not going to be to be with us the whole time. Sure. So, so you're oh that's so great. When people what a great exit, attitude to take. Yeah. When people exit New Flowers, there are are they are our alumni. Yes. That's really hard oh, to say. But um our alumni come back and see us. Um, we really celebrate people moving on because they get to learn something more and we get to shift. Yes. Our whole company changes so frequently with the bodies that are in here. Oh but we also have a social enterprise mm-hmm. component to our business. So we work with um, a local nonprofit who um, works with youth living on the streets okay. and trying to wow. get them job skills. So we have an apprentice program where they get to come in here and get absorbed in this culture and get to learn like how to you know just um, bare level stuff yeah. and get prepared right. for work. Um, a lot of them have been either never worked or haven't worked in a long time. Um, and then we also work with the correctional facilities, getting people out of the correctional facilities and having a steady job um, wow. and a way to have um, positive work experience That's so awesome. that they, too, can move in and up and out towards economic stability. I love it. What a gift you're giving to the community and those people. And also you are getting that as well. Oh, you yeah. Know, we from learned them. so much. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. That is such great. If anybody can take, if you know of any businesses that can take it, can be a part of that program, please look into that and let them know that it's an opportunity. Um, and I think so many businesses can and they don't. Um, so that's really good that you're yeah. doing that. So now this is going and it's great. And now, you know, where do you go from here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just soft launched our um, first grocery store uh, product line. Yes. So that started to appear in grocery stores in October. So, so what is month. it? Like, it's a handful of products. So oh, we have okay. about four. I say handful. Really, it's like forty. A lot. Um, oh, products really? in a gro- in a oh. um, holiday line. That oh, we'll talk. We show, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll show, show that. So people can buy like loaves of bread. I imagine that's one of the products. Like, yeah, hopefully, you know. Well, yeah, no, not loaves of bread, but oh, like okay. um, brownies, quiches, oh, oh um, prepared cakes. foods. Okay, yeah, oh, nice and things like that. And free cakes that actually taste good and have good texture. What? This is our <laughs> this gingerbread so cute. house. Kids. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And it has everything in it that you need. Oh to complete it, including candies and stuff like that. It's in like this little thing that was like McDonald's, and all of the candies are um, clean label. Are these dairy free by chance? Um, they're essentially vegan. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have a, a client that I worked for. They're they're all gluten free, and they also have dairy free needs. So. That's fantastic. So yes. how many kids miss out on that whole fun thing? And so that's so smart. Yeah, it's and it's fun. adorable. Everything you need is in the kit. So mm-hmm. check, look for those, and I'll put up links to some of the stores okay. and maybe where we can find those as well. Can you buy them online, you said? or um, They're not on my website yet. Not yet. They will be. They will okay. Be. Well, I will update that then as, as that happens. So <laughs> that is just adorable. What a brilliant idea. So... Um, so yeah, so we'll be finding fail. you in stores, mm-hmm. and you need a bigger spot, obviously, <laughs> to do that eventually. Are yeah. you looking at, at, at having more of the bakeries and other like expanding the bakeries to other like a franchise model, or just making them out? Or right you, now just there are, it? yeah, okay, um, yeah, for the beginning 
market, um, we're hoping to keep ownership of them. Very good. And yeah. Very good. Well, good. Yeah. That's so cool. So check them out if you're in Capitol Hill in Seattle and look for the products. If you know anybody who has gluten-free or uh, gluten-free needs or has celiac, let them know there's a totally safe place for them here and safe products. Um, so, and again, a lot of places offer gluten-free, but they're not completely certified and all of that. So this is totally certified, 100% safe for those of you. Um, I know so many people who are having those needs right now. And you're going to make us, she's going to share with us a great little, uh, oh, and tell us really quick where we can find your information. Just, is it New Flowers kind of everywhere? Yeah. At New Flowers? Newflowers.com okay. and N-U-F-L-O-U-R-S. Okay. It is plural. Yep. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> awesome. And so we are, she's going to make, um, so here you see in the background here there's cakes there's quiches there's bread there's beautiful pies being made and uh, there's some cupcakes up front and I'll share all of the photos again over at mesadevita.com check it out over there and I will be sending out the link for all of that but Amanda's gonna make us what is it that you're making us we're gonna make stabilized whipped cream and then we're gonna top it on our pumpkin cheesecake yum that looks so good yeah. that looks like a real proper delicious cheesecake too <laughs> like that's amazing oh it is a big one yeah. oh my gosh um, rich and decadent yes and it's full-on pumpkin season now not the jack-o-lantern pumpkin season it is <laughs> pumpkin eating season now yum so um, the other one of the things that i like to tell um food entrepreneurs as well is um when you're starting out and you're at um farmers markets and things like yes. we had talked about this already um one of the things in order to be involved in um, the farmers markets around Seattle you have to use local ingredients so okay. um, that's nice that they local, hold that. Um, milk and eggs and we get our produce from um, direct from farmers that's fantastic I didn't know that that that's a requirement I just thought man everybody's amazing in doing that <laughs> so that's great that yeah. they make that a requirement very cool. Oh, my mixer is over there. Oh, well, we can move. <laughs> we can totally move. So we've got, just move it over here. So she's got cream from Smith Brothers Dairy in there. We love Smith Brothers too. And they're at a lot of the farmer's markets. You guys will find them there. So we're going to have some noise here for a second. So whipped cream and yeah, no problem. So she's got whipped cream and sugar and um, how many of you are making a whipped cream for your baking for the for the Christmas holiday um, so this is a way to stabilize it which I don't know that I have ever done I just make them kind of to order whipped cream and so it'll be interesting to see how she does that I love that we can kind of see what's going on here in the whole bakery it's been really cool one of her employees was over there she has her own bakery uh, or baking uh, business and she's at farmers markets and She's hanging out here telling me, you know, how she's working here and gaining all of this knowledge and experience while she's here. That's just so cool. Cream is that um, it won't lose its um, its form. Okay. Because we're going to add gelatin. Nice. So whipped cream is obviously it's fairly easy to make whipped cream. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's sugar, um, cream, and then um, that's it. Yeah. Like yeah. that's all you really need mm -hmm. um, for something that you want it to hold over a few days. You're gonna want some gelatin to keep it. Um, this will hold a few days. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to do that. Experimented. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. So with the stabilized whipped cream, as you saw, like I took my time. I weighed out my hot water. It's hot water, so okay. that it can dissolve, and then take your time um, whisking it in, so that you've got a nice clean. Um, 
uh, gelatin that will form when our whipped cream starts. That's good. That's um, I also did that now so that it can kind of cool off. You, If you put hot um, gelatin into a cold, milky product, yep. it's going to ball up and then you've got... Okay. Yeah. Like okay. The, got it. Yeah. A little bulk. Yuck. <laughs> So I just want to kind of show you that this, um, it's starting to make, um, it's starting to thicken up, but it's not quite making that um, uh, peak yet. So but I do want to just check the bottom to make sure that all my sugar okay. um, went into the cream and didn't get stuck on the bottom. Right, you added a squirt of vanilla in there too. And then I did add a squirt of vanilla. Yum. It's like the secret sauce. Yeah. So I'm just going to do a couple more seconds. Close this a little bit thicker. Smells good already. That vanilla is delicious. Oh my gosh. It's like a really good quality, I imagine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, and it's kind of in the news right now that um, the vanilla is really a lot more expensive. So then, yeah. as you can see, I turned it down and then I'm going to slowly add this. certain stages it looks like okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fully incorporated. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the yeah. baker's secrets. Nothing just goes get dumped into a bowl, right? Right. And slowly incorporated in stages. And um and wiping down your sides just so you make sure that everything gets in there. And then I like to just for good measure turn it up a second. <laughs> Don't want it turning into butter, so there you go. Lovely. And that's gonna hold for days. That's incredible. Yeah. Nice. So that's the power of gelatin. Beautiful. So you can see how that looks fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, look that at that. Is. Nice. So now she's gonna pipe it onto this delicious gluten-free pumpkin cheesecake. Um, do you by chance make a vegan version of any pies or cakes? We do for pie. Um, not cheesecake. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, that would be you know? something completely different, right? There's a lot yeah. of cheese and yes. butter and eggs and yum. Um, yum. But graham yum. cracker crust is, yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna pipe this. Whoops. It's yeah. already like holding up really, really well. Yeah. You can see the difference. It's not flopping over even the, even with stiff whipped cream. So you try to put it in, it'll fold over a bit. Lovely. And then here. We just um, are going to do a few circles is all. Nice. Um, is this one of your best sellers? Um, for um, around the holidays, yeah. I can only imagine. So we do a gingerbread one um, oh. for the holidays and then for Thanksgiving we're going to have this um, up and through Thanksgiving. Nice. Can we order this and Online. just come pick it up? Mm -hmm. you know, okay. Or, um, yeah, we'll have some for grab and go. Um, so we always have a, a couple of cakes that are ready okay. for last minute um, needs. Nice. So I'm going to go ahead and fill it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I was going to leave spaces and then I didn't. Yeah, it looks gorgeous though. There oh we my go. Gosh, lovely. So, um, that. so cream is really awesome. It's our friend. It mm -hmm. will hold up in the fridge for a while. Um, and then this will slice into 
um, 10 slices and we'll sell them by the slice in the storefront and then we'll also sell them whole. Very nice. That looks so amazing. Well, thank you so much. What is What are your best sellers here real quick just so we know what to get when we come in? Sure. So our brownies are by far our oh, biggest okay. and best seller. They are, um, oh, it has a lot of pure cocoa in oh, them, so they're very oh, dark. Okay. And then um, it's oh. either, it's a lot of, co like 90% cocoa and then eggs. And then um, sugar is to cut the edge. Like it really is lower in sugar than like a traditional brownie would be. Nice. Um, to really highlight the pure um, dark chocolate taste. Very good. So have I have one. people <laughs> that some kids don't like them. Oh, okay. Because they're a little bit too. Then I'm gonna love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not super sugary. Great. Um, but then yeah, we've got tons of kids that love them. So. Yeah, of course. Um, we're sophisticated. <laughs> I like those ones. Yeah. Um, our uh, muffins. Oh. Our our the next thing um, we've really? got a blueberry yogurt muffin, um, pumpkin pecan muffin, nice. and a banana coconut muffin. Oh, but then we also do soups and sandwiches in the store. Um, so um, we have a dairy free turkey pesto sandwich, which is my favorite because I also can't have dairy. Oh my gosh, that's um, so wow. yeah. And then our soups in the store are always vegan, and then they're served with a piece of gluten-free vegan toast Very so that nice. makes me really excited yes, because yes. when do you get to have toast with your soup yes. anywhere else so, so good oh, it makes me really happy fantastic <laughs> i can't wait to try everything and um everybody check out new flowers thank you so much for sharing your story oh, and everything too so it's really inspiring thank you and i love what you're doing in the seattle community and Soon, all over the place. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're inspired, maybe even hungry, and enjoyed spending some time at the table with me. Don't forget to head to facebook.com slash Mesa DeVita to watch the replay of these recordings, and I do hope you'll try to join in on the live sessions Thursday mornings. You can also find the replays on the Mesa DeVita channel on YouTube, along with more recipe and how-to videos. I also send out the recipes and new episode information delivered right to your email every week or two. Sign up to get that along with coupon codes and more at mesadevita.com. That's M-E-S-A-D-E-V-I-D-A.com. I would love if you could give us a five-star rating and leave a review of what you love about this podcast too. And definitely subscribe if you want to get all of the new episodes as they happen. Thank you for listening. It has been such a pleasure hanging out with you at the Table of Life. Mm -hmm.